Um, so there's 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 good movies. There's good movies coming. Up. Did you see Ad Astra? I did see Ad Astra. That's the one I yet. saw on um, Sunday night. Monday night. It, would it make a good episode? No. Okay, fine. Don't worry about it. You all now, seen 2001: A Space Odyssey? Picture uh, yeah. that, but less weird. I like the sound of that. Mm. I like that. Yeah. 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 For all your posturing, all your little speeches, you're nothing but a common thief. I am an exceptional thief, Mrs. McCabe. Seen any good movies this week? Um, what did I see? I saw... Yeah? Uh, scary Things to Sell in the Dark, I saw that. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Scary things to tell. Yeah. Um, I have a thing to tell. It was, um... Was it scary? See, it had its moments. It started out real, real good. I'm like, first, first scene up until the first death of the film. Mm -hmm. Spot on. Like, I'm like, this is going to be a good horror film. It's going to be new. That's the easiest bit to make scary, though. I know. It wasn't necessarily scary. It was just really well made. Okay. And, like, the death was cool. And it was... And the monster that that did the the deathing yeah was was like well thought out like the characters were all acting correctly like a human would like nice and yeah. they like it, it worked really well and that was cool and then straight after that it just got pretty much shit and Are these they, people is it like an spent, anthology no it's one story about okay. these kids that find a book uh-huh. and the book tells stories and each story has a different monster right but the, so, like, the stories come true. Well, um, are you going to watch it? No. Spoilers, everyone, if you're listening. But, um, basically, if you read the book or get on the book's bad side or the ghost of this chick, Sarah, she writes a story Sarah. about you. Okay. And the monster will get you. So whatever the story is, you're in it. So the next, so each, it goes through person to person, pretty much. Okay. So the first one was just some bully and the scarecrow that he's hated since he was a child comes that to life. That is a scary looking scarecrow. It is, and it's a that's a really good scene, and like it worked well, and it started this. That it got you in the zone. I don't think there's going to be any crows anywhere near that fucking thing. Exactly, and then it just went downhill, and like characters that you're supposed to care about because they're teens and they like know what they're talking about with horror films and stuff, just start acting like idiots. Mm-hmm. And that pisses me off about horror films. Why can't people be smart and still lose? Because I, yeah. I think that's scarier. So much scarier. No, you don't need jump scares. You just need mm. people to make correct decisions. Yeah. But still not be able to get away. Yeah. That would fuck with your mind. Yeah. We've got to write a horror movie, man. I'm currently writing a horror movie. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Good to know. Good to know. I guess I'll write my own horror movie. Okay, what's about, it about? Um, no, ne- never you mind. Right. Not of none of your concern, <laughs> is it, Isaac? Not not something you have to worry well, about. I, I thought it was sort of self-explanatory that when I'm working on a project, Sam, when it reaches a point where it's ready to be continued onto it on, on onto a destination of some sort, mm-hmm. you're gonna be involved, bro. Oh, so you just bring me in for the polish up at the end? Well, no, I'm gonna finish the script because I will. Because it's because it's an Isaac story. Sure, sure, but just so you know, as soon as I'm involved, nothing's changing. There will be radical changes. <laughs> That's not how it works. Well, then I'm then I'm not signing off on the project, Isaac. <laughs> well, then you won't be involved. Speaking as your production manager, 
I'm, I'm not signing off on the budget. That's not the role I was for something go. that. Okay, director then. No. What am I in front of the camera, Sam? You want? Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm definitely going to have a very big input into the script because mm-hmm. because um, you just know I have just I have just such a powerful you know innate talent for that you know you know. I have I I, I am know? confident in your ability to take direction. I'm not. I I wouldn't. I would have very low. I'm very. I'm very good. I'm. I'm good at. Uh, uh, having of, ideas. Thinking off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> Improvising. I'm thinking. I'm very good at. Oh, just yeah, thinking of stuff in the moment, really quickly. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Look, if I can't if if I can't make any changes to the script, then I probably just won't work with the script at all, and I'll just turn up and I'll be like, you know what? Let's just do a hundred of these, see what we get. Is that cool? It's all digital. So you won't run out of film, so don't worry about it. Who says it's gonna be? No, it'd be too expensive to do with film. Yeah, yeah. See, these are the kind of things a production manager would think of. Yep. Okay. It's not ready. There. It's not there yet. Okay. Also, all I'm saying is, if I am in front of the camera, I'm playing more than one character. That's no, cool. that's not how yeah. it works. Yeah, either my own twin, Man in the Iron Mask style, that's not how or it works. I'm secretly also the villain wearing the villain's mask, so the and it's like a comment. A mask. It's a commentary. The villain doesn't have a. It's a monster um, movie. Okay, then I'm going to be. People don't in, make enough monster movies that are good. I'm going to be in the monster suit then. No, you got to be. You got to be taller. Can I mocap it, Andy Serkis style? No, you could. It'll be a could, commentary. You could puppeteer the head, because. Good, thank you. That's what I'm asking for. You, but you won't be wearing the, the suit. Okay, but my voice will be recognisable when I do no the monster's voice. The monster lines. doesn't have lines. Yeah, it does. Or a voice. Yeah, no. yeah. That how, that, well, you're not giving me a lot to work with in terms of communicating its character to the audience, Isaac. What's the monster's motivation? What, you know, where has he come from? That's not explained by the monster. That's explained by the film. The monster doesn't sit there and just say... You know, this reminds me of the time where I was given a strong motivation. Doesn't say that. No. Is there a flashback? There are no flashbacks. When he was at school. Nope. No college. Didn't go to school. First job. Nope. Second job. It's a monster. Yeah, yeah, and monsters are made by society, Isaac. Nope. Segway. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, Exceptional geez. Thieves. It's a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. I am Isaac. And today we're talking about, um, we're one of the, we're some of the few people talking about Joker. I think that may be a lie. I think we've started with a lie there. I think a lot of people are talking about Joker. Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a lie. It was, um, it was sarcasm. Ah, hilarious sarcasm. Try and keep up. You know, this is. You know, I'm English, so we're very, very good at it. So sometimes people, sometimes people think that, you know, we're just saying weird stuff, but actually, actually, we're weaving a web of words around them. Mm-hmm. You know, like a maze, Try, yep. like that maze in The Shining. Speaking of, Doctor Sleep doesn't look good, does it? I'll still watch it. I, yeah, I'll probably. It's see got it as you well. in it, man. Yeah, but he... It's he, got Ewan in it. He's a solid 60-40 of good movies. It's Ewan. Yeah. Just stop saying Ewan, because now it doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> but it's fun Ewan. to say Ewan. <laughs> Me and who? Ewan. <laughs> uh, that's a good e- dad joke, isn't it? Ewan. That wouldn't come around often, because how often do people say Ewan that many times? And only then 
Could you, that, that could be the first time anyone's ever made that dad joke. Probably. Except maybe Ewan's dad. They've at the very least made a, made a mistake with the trailer. Because you don't show the... The overlook. The you overlook. don't show the overlook at all. At least until the end. And there's one slow pan shot seeing it from a distance. Cut yeah. to black. I think because the trailer starts with that car driving. You're like, yeah, that's cool. It could be going to the overlook. That's fine. Mm. And then end of trailer, car yeah. arrives there. Bam. The trailer is sort of... It, it's a whole bunch it's it's all it's just a bunch of much. stuff being like hey you remember the shining and i'm like yeah i remember the shining it's like sh- shining isn't it <laughs> Whoa, how we, about, we've got this remember? one remember yeah, we've got the rights to all of the shining like yep i can see that and then it starts telling you what its film is which looks really rubbish it's just lots of rachel ferguson in a sort of steampunk top hat walking That's around the dream though being kind of being kind of like isn't that the dream with glowy glowy eyes with glowy glowy eyes mm, they're the best and kind of eyes it's like if I hadn't just seen a bunch of stuff from The Shining this would be laughable and then at the end it's like all oh, the hotel again come and see it like him putting his face up to the axe hole in the door should be a real just an incredibly cinematic moment but the thing is but right, they just drop it in at the beginning of it the should trailer be a cinematic like it's nothing moment, but the character of Danny was not in that scene he wasn't in the bathroom with her. No, I mean, but that's okay, though, because there's a moment for us, the audience, rather than him. Yeah, I guess. We know the significance of it, and it's more powerful that he it doesn't. It shouldn't be in the trailer. But, yeah. But we did watch a film called Joker. Yes, that was one of the trailers before the film Joker, directed by Todd Phillips and uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Joaquin. And this, Phoenix. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Spoilers, just for, before we get started, as usual. Spoilers, spoilers. for Joker. Uh, we well, should no, just no, call on. the show spoilers. Let's okay. Come on, spoiler-free section. Did you like it? I did. Yeah, cool. Yeah, me too. Mm. Okay, spoiler time. <laughs> so, <laughs> when spoiler Thanos time. finally killed him at the end, I was really surprised. Um, I was surprised that Killer Croc had such a big role in this. Oh uh, yeah, I wasn't seeing that coming no, at all. That's just that took me, but just he could have <laughs> been. Could have been in it, couldn't he? They could have just like snuck in some other comic book they characters subtly have, in the background. But they put no one in there. No. You know, See, I, I was I was watching this movie, as mm. you know, you were there, mm. and I was like, just finished watching it, and I was thinking, I don't know what I'm gonna say, to be honest. I don't. I don't have a lot to say about it. I take a lot of notes. I I enjoyed every minute of it. Like it was really really great. Yeah. Um, and he was fantastic. Oh. But it's it doesn't feel like a movie that's set in Gotham at all. Is that a criticism? I think so. What see I'm no expert. What was mis- what wasn't Gotham me about it? Well, like it the, was ci- just the new, city it was just a Martin Scorsese in New York. It was. Which I, I can watch all day personally. The city was fine and like the up the um, difference between higher class and lower class that's very Gotham yeah. and the dark alleyways and stuff and that's cool but th- the fact that the city is what sort of causes him to lose his mind yeah it didn't feel like that's something that would have like it didn't he the end where he ends up as Joker yeah didn't feel like a natural progression to go from there to being Batman's arch nemesis because there's no point where he sort of like cracks and then becomes the evil genius crazy person who's just hell-bent on chaos that the joker is like i love 
everything that they've done, like for his character, for Joaquin Phoenix's Arthur Fleck, mm. that's an awesome progression. It's he's so good at it, yeah. but it it doesn't get to a point where then you know that he's become the Joker. Yeah, we didn't actually see the entire transformation, did we? No. I feel like if the transformation from Arthur Fleck into the Joker is like a breath, like a full inhalation and exhalation, this movie ends just before the exhale, yeah. which would be him blossoming into the clown prince of crime. You see him yeah. suddenly sort of find himself on this pedestal and you know he's about to do, I guess in a way, more like organised terror and horror. Which is what the Joker... The Joker appears we, to be unorganised, but he's clearly mm. a very smart person. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah I, I agree I feel as there was like another shoe to drop. Yeah, it didn't culminate where I thought... where I, where I mm. kind of hoped it would. Yeah, there were times leading towards the end of it where I did think, oh, I hope we get some gutsy action sequences basically of where he's gone full joker and yeah. we didn't really we didn't like, really even get if that. it was even if it was after the the actual culmination where he um reveals himself pretty much mm. even if it was after that where there was a chase scene and being chased by the police before they arrested him and then having your end yeah that could be cool because you could see him laughing kill a couple more people mm. being jokerish yeah but they didn't put that scene see in. him in full flight yeah yeah yeah, I think I can understand their reasoning because I think if he, if you suddenly see him in full flight and he's killing police officers or doing something else, that would start to feel like the start of kind of another story in a way. I think what they've done is this is this story mm. and then him living as the Joker and becoming the person who fights Batman is kind of another chapter. So yeah. whilst I would love love to see that and I'd watch a whole nother movie of this Joker just doing his stuff, um, I can understand why they did it, but I was disappointed by that as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, I normally take a lot of notes in movies, but I went got very far into this movie where I couldn't think of anything to write down because my notes are normally things I might have changed or just... And that, I, but I didn't even have analysis or anything. I was just having a good time. One of my favourite parts of the whole film is the way that they um, show that he has imagined so much of his life and that he's sort of like, not hallucinated, but like he has a very, very active imagination. Whereas, like, I wasn't sure about that. What What is Im- imagined? It. Well, he imagined his entire relationship with the girl that he met once. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah, I was expect I was expecting that. I was I was. It got to the point where. But then, see, I at was the hoping. End, though, I was hoping that she was imagined. After he walked in in full clown makeup and they started making out, I thought, yeah. okay, hopefully she's not real. Um, what I thought actually, otherwise. that final scene after the the everything that happens, the final scene when he's back in the hospital. I thought it was going to there reveal that he imagined everything. Yeah, I was very scared for a moment that they were... See, I, I wouldn't have minded that, Well, what's though. your interpretation of that final scene, if we, if we go to that? I don't know. He allowed himself to get captured after being pedestaled by all of these mob people. Yeah. He allowed himself to do that, and they allowed that. So clearly, a riot has been 
quelled by the police and he's been mm. caught and now he's back in hospital. See, it could just be him doing other jokery shit in the future where he lets himself get caught and he can escape any time he wants because he's the joker. Could be. and But I thought, like, I think it might have been a good idea to have that scene right at the end revealed that the entire story could have been an imagination thing from him and leave all of that for chance because that's what they've done. I don't mean to talk about comic books again because I'm going to do it anyway. But the Joker in the comic books, mm. you don't know what his his backstory is. They've, yeah. they've written about six of them. One of them is really great and everyone says that it's the definitive one. It's called The Killing Joke and it's a really mm. good book. Um, and he was... He tried to be a comedian for a while in that story. Yeah, that's the one where... Is that the one where it's one bad day? Where he's kind of functional? Mm, for him, sort of. And so then he tries to do the same thing to Inspector Gordon, Commissioner Gordon? He tries to make Chris, Commissioner Gordon go crazy. Yeah. yeah. He tries... To, he, th- he believes that one, one bad day is enough to, cra- to make a man mm. crack. But... So, like, there's so many backstories, but all of them through the course of time have been sort of like disproved by other events that have happened and things so you nobody knows what his backstory is yeah so i think if this film ended with him in hospital killing this chick so we still don't know and we still don't know if this was an imagination if this was actually what happened to him where he came from i think that'd be amazing well i like that Interpretation, which you can totally put you on. You can it. take from this film anyway. That final scene is saying it is up to you whether you think this is the Joker's story mm. or if we're just depicting the Joker here at the end in a mental institution and he that's one of his possible stories that he's imagined, as we know, is, is his want. The, the final shot was amazing. Yeah. Just like, walking yeah. with the bloody feet and then the d- Benny Hill running the, at the end. Yeah. That's a really cool way to end a film. Oh, I don't know how to talk about this performance. If it doesn't win every award <laughs> that it can win, then I don't know what we're doing anymore. I don't know what acting is. It's I don't know what acting is either. He's it's just... it his entire body. He's acting with his back. He's acting with the that, back of his legs. Left shoulder blade. Yeah. Is he dislocating his shoulder at I don't will? Know, but, like, when he's standing and he's almost standing straight, his left shoulder blade mm. sticks out. Yeah. He, it, he is the Joker in every inch of his body. He's his body, Joker. Which is, incre- which is just such an incredible achievement, as well as, in addition to it being a completely unique and uh, different take fresh um, interpretation in Mm -hmm. terms of live action jokers and the amount of different notes he is just hitting all the time at different moments and the things I thought were very um, the things I thought were really helping it work were he um, he is obviously scary and unsettling and looks kind of... And can look when unhinged. he's got that makeup on at the end. Oh. Yeah, but he can, he can look scary without it as without well. Like it, when yes. he's sitting in the girl's house and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he also makes the character endearing. He endears him to you. Like when he, when he accidentally shoots the gun. Yeah, and, and then turns the TV straight up. And he's just sort of messing around at home. He's very childlike in a lot of ways. He's a very... Um, there's a childishness to the character that 
um, just complexifies all of your feelings about him mm-hmm. when you're watching him. It's one of the best examples I've ever seen at the beginning of just um, depression, of just someone who cannot be happy, cannot feel good no matter what they do and has just had that sitting on them for so long. Yeah, I thought that was that was incredible. The speech about negative thoughts is amazing. Like, that is no. an incredible, an incredible he's few just, lines. He's fantastic, and he's also really funny. Mm. He has a uh, clownish um, physicality to him. The, the all dancing the time. in the children's in the hospital scene. Mm. He's actually really good, and you can yeah, like he's sort of, that of getting getting it across. That he's a good clown I'm, and he cares mm. about these kids and he just wants to make them happy and that's what he cares mm. for. I imagine professional clowns would be very conflicted watching this movie <laughs> because they've been so annoyed over the years with all of the scary clown stuff and now we finally get to see good clowning in a film and be like, oh yeah, it is a legitimate skill set, but then he's mental as well. So, <laughs> but <laughs> just like all of them. The w- <laughs> come on, guys, you're not fooling anyone. No. Don't be a clown. Do <laughs> anything terrifying. else. Do anything else. Kids might like it, but they're wrong. I mean, I know that society hates mimes, but at least mimes aren't scary. Yeah. I don't know. If they <laughs> popped out of the dark, I'd still be pretty Yeah, but they still, they're holding nothing. They are. All they can do is mime killing you. this big axe and it's nothing. <laughs> what are some mime scissors going to do to my neck? <laughs> nothing. Um, but just the way he runs. Oh, the run is so good. He runs like a clown, but not in but well, in a way where you just when he's not wearing the big bl- shoes, just... and he still runs like that. Yeah, oh, it's so good. He's just he's so. Um, what is it? It's almost like insect-like. Like his limbs are so long and clickety. Yeah. And he runs like he's used to having a big suit on. As yeah, he's, he runs like he yeah, like pictures he, himself big, as a mascot for something, and yeah. he's got those big arms, and he runs with them. It's very, yeah. it's very Jack Sparrow, but like, or as much, yes, yeah, but, but it's like but it's bigger it's, legs. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that was part of what he was doing. How you would have to run if you had massive clown trousers and clown shoes on. Yeah, just do that run, and really sort of flat-footed. Mm. And there's something um, funny about it. But it's and also it gets expressed in the Benny Hill running at the end, yeah. and his uh, when he does his final sort of transformation into his confident self, his dancing. Oh. You kind of feel good for him, yeah. you know, in your because you're just sort of swept along in because you, you're sort of him. rooting for him to become what he what he's supposed to become. Yeah, but then you also don't want him to do that, which yeah. I think is one thing that makes the scene where he's on the late 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 the late late show mm-hmm. with um, when he shoots David Letterman yeah when he shoots David De Niro um, Robert Letterman that's better cool um, sounds that's a good name it is a good name I'd watch that show Rob Letterman but that whole scene you don't know what he's gonna do no like you, ha- you could ha- you ha- hazard a guess mm. but he's so well at not showing any of that and the film's made so well of not showing any of that for the whole film. Yeah. As to what he's going to do yeah. here. We have to come back to the talk show scene, I think. Okay. There's, there's lots to talk about there. But there I really. But see, that's the thing. After the, the dancing and the confidence, and then he gets... Oh, I just want to keep going. It's fine. To go back to the backstory thing. Yeah. 
that was one of my initial concerns with this movie as well. That did it go to the Batman bit? The what? The Batman bit. Um, no, the um, just a how how do you do it without um, without a hero for him to fight against? But also, um, so much of the Joker's sort of power comes from his ambiguity and his mystery and yeah. who is he, where has he come from? That was definitely a lot of the a lot of where Heath Ledger's power came from his yes. his interpretation where he has these different backstories and they make it a thing and he's just this force of nature basically and the thought was would you are you going to depower him by doing this i guess kind of this movie gets around that because it doesn't have to depict him as this super no villain. he doesn't have it doesn't go all that way it might be a little bit different now seeing who we know as arthur fleck fighting batman or whatever yeah. but this film gets around it that way but also Watching this whole movie, I never had any sense that anything was being taken away from the Joker because of how powerfully it was being presented. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was seeing the truth. That's the sort of how it felt to me. I felt like even but, though this Joker I haven't seen before, I felt like the Joker as this archetype, what I was seeing in this movie, it felt really right. My brain was going, yeah, yeah, that would be how, how it happened. And it felt like I was seeing these incredibly private moments that we never thought we'd be able to see. You yeah, because the way then the way that joke that current Joker would be is mm. that he's so over the top you've got no idea. Yeah, so I actually got the thrill of feeling like I was getting to see the truth of the matter about this sort of compelling individual mm. and it was amazing to see as well and that really hit me with the uh, dance in the public bathroom just after he's killed the girls oh. on the subway that I felt like yeah you felt like you were seeing this really kind of gruesome private Moment. thing mm. um, and it was kind of yeah, just sort of exciting to be there, you yeah. know. Which is just something it's like you he's only been get covered in like a, a a sheet, and whenever he like releases a little bit of himself, mm. he pushes it. He pushes against it. It's like it yeah. stretches himself. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even know how to talk about that. About oh, dancing so yet. That scene though on the train with the dudes where where he starts laughing, mm. and they stop throwing the chips. I'm like. That's a pretty smart way of distracting people who are picking on somebody. It's just to start laughing yeah. really loudly <laughs> and just take all of the attention to yourself. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And I, yeah. I, I was expecting when she walked past to just be like, thank you. Mm. And he was like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I'll laugh anytime. Because the, yeah. the, whole, the, whole, the whole city thinking he's a vigilante, I'm like, okay, if they mm. go down this road and he just becomes a vigilante but a serial killer, mm. that's a different story as well but yeah yeah i thought the the amount of violence they put in was a very interesting choice see yeah see that i don't know if it was like i don't want to condone more and more violence but for the character i don't know if there was too much or too little did you expect more than we got yes i expected more um off-handed violence like all the violence we got was very personal yeah, that's true. We got, yeah. Because really, there's the three guys on the subway, and that's really it until he completely first. cracks. Yeah. So, like, the Do three think- guys on the subway is, I think, a good moment for the character, is though he's mm. 
stood up for himself and s- mm-hmm. snapped a little bit. Yeah. But then I thought, like, even, like, after the smothering of the mum, mm. everything oh, would yeah. start to become quite detached and he wouldn't care him anymore, so he could be very more Joker-like and just yeah. be killing willy-nilly. Mm. I thought that's 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 a natural progression for the Joker character to go through. Yeah. Do you think he killed the girlfriend? Not girlfriend? No. Yeah, you think? But I like that we don't know. Yeah, I like that we don't know. Yeah, he might have done. Might have, we, well, we don't know. He might have imagined the whole story. I think if they had depicted him doing that, we'd have tapped out. <laughs> Yeah, I would. You would have disconnected from the character. He would have been right from that point the villain of yeah, the story. You're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> we've all had a lot of fun, Arthur. It's all you know. No one has a problem with shooting three but Wall I think Street dickheads. If they Street depicted dickheads. that her doing that, then there is no good guy for the rest of the movie. And like, you need a good guy for some of the film. If what? If they depicted if the, if if they depicted him murdering her, yeah. For no reason. As in, you think the film's presenting him as the good guy. Well, he's the he's the hero of this story. He's our main character. Mm. He's the protagonist. He is the protagonist. Yeah. But, like, if he just becomes straight into the villain, we've got no one to relate to for the rest of the film. Yeah. I, th- I, I like liked that, that there were... The way in which it parallel There were structural parallels to a hero origin story mm-hmm. where, you know... Someone getting their purse stolen on the train is sort of the classic. Yeah. How you first realize your powers, <laughs> you know? And his power is laughter. Isn't that exactly what happens in Shazam or something? No, but yeah. It's on a train. He, he gets his powers after the train. Yeah. So they were sort of <laughs> toying with these kind of these these superhero cliches, but for him, it all pushes him in the in the opposite direction, you know. Yeah. Um, and the laugh oh the laugh is so good sorry the different laughs is that is it in the comic books no nope. him ever having this condition no or? but I like that that's a thing that's because that makes everything that he does confusing that's you don't an know. incredible original idea yeah because well you don't know if anything he does if he's mm. worried about it if he's actually enjoying himself there's no way for you to tell that yeah yeah the Joker's laugh mm-hmm as is partly always so scary because it symbolizes his power because it symbolizes his freedom yeah he doesn't care mm-hmm. he's in this situation and he's laughing about it that is how above and beyond the moral systems that we all sign on to he is yes so then but then to make make it be that when you hear the joker laughing he's actually expressing pain Oh, that's just such a thought-provoking twist to put on the character. Uh, but everyone hears it as laughter still. He is still um, socially constructed mm-hmm. as... Every character in the movie hears it as laughter. Yeah, as, oh, this guy is off his tree. But he's... Um, I think I've someone else has already... Yeah, there's a YouTuber, Dan Dan Olson, and I think he tweeted something about this, and I didn't obviously understand at the time, but he's like, those videos where an animal is like doing something cute and it goes viral and then people comment that actually when it does this it means it's in distress yeah. and it's asking for help you shouldn't like this and he said like that's what the joker movie is and yeah 
Definitely. It's, it's that. And that twisty gut feeling you get when you thought it was a cute animal, but actually it's in pain. You get that for the Joker and it provokes this uh, sympathy or empathy that doesn't feel good. No, because he's supposed... Oh. And you feel bad about your hatred, but also <laughs> now just conflicted. Like, there's so much going on with that. It's it just... Mm. It's really so good. well done. He's amazing. We've And so then... <laughs> I mean, any criticism I have feel is not big or important, but, you know, it's it's all it, it's all great, really. The only things that struck me as a little as a little bit off were I didn't like him imagining the girlfriend because I'm okay with that final scene casting ambiguity back over the whole movie if you want to see it that way. Mm. But the fact that they injured the, that girl was there and then she wasn't, but that's really the only thing that he imagined that wasn't immediately presented to us as being imagined. He presented, imagined himself on the TV show, but that and was obvious. That he yeah. So, but then the fact that she was there and then she wasn't, now everything that happens in the movie, I'm questioning if it's real or not. But I think that's a cool... But that's not really what the film was about. It's not like I'm wondering whether he's insane or not. He's obviously insane. Well, we know he's insane, but I like wondering whether he's killed anybody yet. I like leaving the film wondering if any of those people are dead. Well, the Wall Street people would have to be. Would they? Unless it's all fake. Yeah, because the city reacted to it. and Yeah, but the city could be Rob Letterman in his imagination. He could be in the hospital for the entire film. Yes, yeah, the sure. So, but uh, it could all be fake. But yeah. if he is Arthur Fleck walking around the city, mm. then... But yeah, but you know what I mean? I don't really know what to do with that. Like, yeah, yeah he could I... have imagined it all or he could not. Yeah. But if there's nothing individually in it that I wonder if he... If he imagined killing his mum and he didn't really, doesn't change anything for me. No. If he but... imagined... I don't. If it's if if that if that scene at the end does mean that he or is is set to reflect that he imagined everything, the Thomas and Martha Wayne killing means nothing for the characters anymore. Because yeah. why would he imagine mm. these two people dying if they've been yeah. removed from his story at this point? Yeah, and he, he continues on without them. Yeah, that's a good point. I think. Yeah, I would have also liked to have seen less of that. I would have liked to see none of Thomas Wayne. Just show them maybe going down. Like, I don't want to watch the Waynes get shot on film ever I again. I love that he pulls, like, bam, bam. Still the pearl and necklace. Then still pulls the pearls. Why? Why you got to do that, man? Yeah. Every time. That's what happens, Isaac. Yeah, but every time. It was for the pearls. You didn't want any Thomas Wayne. No, I could have done without it. That's an interesting. Or he's in at least I could have done without he's very significant. the wife and Bruce at all. I could have done without those. So I if would it was just Thomas Wayne and is running for mayor. I think you could have cut the parents, cut the parents' death scene, mm. and I think it's. I was quite. I was ha- I was happy with his scene through the gate with Bruce, and I think it's more powerful if that's the only time you see Bruce. Bruce, and so he's not a part of the story. Yeah, he's, he's just... just there, and you just do that for fun because that is powerful, knowing who they are. Yeah. I think Except I just kept thinking, God, how old is the Joker when Batman gets going? Mm. Jesus. Well, because in this movie, he's, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. No, he's kind of ages. I felt like the late, character was written... Yeah, I felt like the character was written younger than Joaquin. Yeah. But and maybe he Joaquin is just meant old. to look older than his years, you know, yeah. as a um, character. 
one thing I think could have been cool is because we're led to believe because he's, he imagined the entirety of the relationship if a lot of other things and also it's ambiguous whether he killed the the girlfriend and the, and the daughter whether mm. he did that it'd be cool if there were a couple of other scenes where it's did he kill him or didn't he kill him and have the Thomas Wayne death scene happen but it comes up on the news and have Joaquin being around there at the same time or witness them walk into this alleyway and see them and then it happens and you don't know if he did it or if somebody else did it mm. so you could think about the fact that the Joker may have killed the parents adds to that story a little bit and just have a couple more murders where you don't know if it was him yeah but they you, but they but they may have happened or may not have happened yeah I think I but then he becomes have... a serial killer yeah that's the thing we were... not that he's not a serial killer but yeah. he becomes a premeditated serial killer which is less Joker Yes. Any changes you Devoid make just make any... it less of a great. It, it's good. Yeah, maybe. It's a good film. Yeah. Um, I liked that they were just a clown agency. So the only the only <laughs> rule was: Do you want a clown? Doesn't matter what they're going to do. Mm. They can be spinning a sign. They can be going to a children's hospital. <laughs> but if, their main thing is clowns. They they, and yeah, like. I feel like signs, sign spinning is a different job to being a clown. I like that the spinning of the sign, it was a handle, and he just spun it, yeah. and he's just holding it. Yeah, I'm spinning the sign. This is cool. This is if I sp- wanted a sign spinner, I wouldn't call the clown agency. If I had a sign that was to be spun, I would use one of my employees. Yeah. You don't need anyone in a suit. It's just a sign spinning. You don't need someone who's very good at clowning. Clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but actually that's something about him where he gets beaten up and the sign's there and then later on it's he didn't go back at all to mm. be like look I just got beaten up yeah that's what a person would do <laughs> anybody would do yeah yeah um going to the talk show scene mm-hmm. so we've had a sweet sweet montage of getting ready yeah, yeah, great. The murder of his friend, I thought, was very good. I liked that he did that in front of the midget. And then... Small per- little person, please. Barry. What's his No, Gary. Yeah. Yes. And the whole time, Gary's there just being like, no. And just saying no. He doesn't say anything else. Just like, yeah. why are you... Do-? And then he doesn't ask him why he's done that or anything at all. Mm. But then... The, the levity of them just having a conversation straight after. You can go, you're fine. Yeah. And it's like, you were nice to me. to take off the train lock. Yeah. That's, yeah, see, so that, like That's that. terrifying as well. Yeah, he was... Because that's sort of like the disconnection that the Joker should have, is that he's just done something yeah. and terrible. I, and I liked the what happens with the police officers on the train. Um, it sort of... It was moving towards that power the joker has to be somehow invulnerable you yeah, know he just gets and he's away so just all the time. relaxed he has this nihilistic relaxation that just lets him sort of slip and float through situations and somehow just bounce around and come out of it but i like like a clown that, that you he can, was sort of learning he could do that you, you know? can see that um come through the scene where he just slips through but the expression on his face is still scared like he's afraid yeah. that he's going to get caught he's it's actually him. running 
but it he gets through quite yeah. easily and he it's gets sort escape. of another scene of someone realizing their superpower yeah he's and then realizing he, he has he the looks at the cop to, on the ground and he's uh, like ah oh, cool i did that and that's and, yeah. cool I'm groovy. And then yeah. he dances away. So it's sort of, you get a little uh, germination of all these characteristics of who the Joker becomes. So all those seeds get planted and they're all there ready to go as he gets to the talk show. Yeah. You know, every aspect of who he will become has been set up and is ready to sort of ignite at yes. this point. And then the way he behaves on the show is so strange. It's... Mm. And... It's still unpredictable. It's very unpredictable. And because like the whole time you're expecting it's a him different voice because just, now he's the Joker. Yeah. So you're really you're really seeing Joker for the first time when he sits down on the on the talk when he show dances out and he talks slightly differently and it become for my uh, to my eye it became much more comic booky at that point. I now we've got a comic book supervillain on TV in a kind of fantastical situation mm. but which we can buy into the horror of because we've brought every sort of little step leading up to this point even though I still was like I don't think they'd bring you on the show you know like it didn't really make sense so I, I kept wondering if that was I imagined if they but, did, if they went a little further with the whole thing bringing him on there was to make fun of him that yeah, would that would they, be a reason enough to away, be there, didn't it? It became more that it became more of like, oh, this guy's been talked yeah, about a lot. Like, you don't. We've get got a to... lot of fan mail about him. Bring him on. Yeah, because those people didn't get on talk shows in the seventies or whatever it is. No, that's like, more of Alan now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What I was going to yeah. say, like now you can have a YouTube video and, and get, if you get a million views, you'll get on Ellen, and then everyone forgets about you. That's normal now, <laughs> but back then you had to be a person to get on television. Yeah, you had to do a lot. That you had to be, you know, they they would do some vetting and stuff. They wouldn't just do one phone call and be like. And I don't buy getting a gun in. I can I can buy getting a gun in back in those days. Like you reckon? Yeah, but see the re- that's the that's the thing is it's more modern that he would get on than he would get on the show because they say yeah we got a lot of feedback about it. how how did you get feedback about well, it? Well, they would have had mail. Yeah, or you got lots of mail and calls. <laughs> Now that guy People have been was, popping into your office on their off time. Yeah, they're like, what do we say instead of lots of people are commenting and tweeting about this? Mail and calls, I guess. <laughs> I, so that was a little bit awkward, but like if it if it was to show that the Mar- Murray was sort of like um trying to make up for the fact that he made fun of him. Yeah. That'd be cool, but then Murray would yeah. have had to meet him at some point to realise that his laughter was part of his condition. Yeah. Yeah. So he was I think, t- a terrible comedian because he couldn't yet become a comedian. Yeah. And backing up a little bit, I think one of the problems leading into this scene is one of the things I was struggling with was I needed more about why he wanted to be a comedian. You know? Because what was it for him? I think it's I think that's just because his mum said that he was gonna bring laughter and joy. And he sees comedians as the way to do that. That's why he became a. That's why he's a clown. Yeah, but outside of the couple of times they said that, I never got the sense from him as a character that he wants to bring laughter and joy into the world. Mm, he does I, spend I guess, time writing his jokes down. I guess he is a professional clown. Yes, there is that. 
and but, but it's just got the book of jokes. It, like that's that's part yeah, of no, his I, character. You see him want you see him working towards being a stand up comedian, but I couldn't really imagine why Arthur Fleck, this desperately depressed person, wants to do it. And I think and I don't know if this would be too this would simplify it, make it simplistic too much, but have him just have him more have more of a direct connection to um Rob Letterman. Yeah. Um and connect that to the seeking of a father figure. You know? Yeah. So he thinks so in his be- in his contorted mind he would think, oh, if I become a comedian, I'll get famous, I'll get on the show, he will like me, and that then, you know, that'll be equivalent to my dad loving me. You it know? could be also That's kind of a simplistic um, but something way, like that. The way the first half of the story is that um where he's a fan of Rob Letterman. Mm. He's like, watches him every night. He's so cool. Would be, would be great. He yeah. wants to become a comedian. They were sort of setting that up at the beginning. With they his, did. Yeah. With his imagination. Um, and then after Thomas Wayne um, rejects him, because he thinks he's his dad, after the rejection, if Thomas Wayne was a guest on the show, and then you see Rob Letterman have a disagreement with Thomas Wayne... So that mm. Arthur's like his fixation. His, his fixation moves to Rob Letterman, where mm. this is now the father figure because he stood up to the dude who betrayed him. Yeah, that'd be a cool yeah. thing for the Joker mm. to want to get on the show. He's like, yeah, because things started to feel a little bit disconnected. Where his stand-up uh, goals, he only articulated them as getting on at these local clubs. Yeah, which he does and has done, and it's going all right. And he kind of likes Robert De Niro at the beginning, but then that doesn't really come up again. And when they call to offer him the TV show, it's kind of left field, like even for him. Mm. Like he's got all his Joker shit going on. And then like, do you want to come on the show? He's like, yeah, I guess, kind of. And obviously he feels excited about it, but it didn't necessarily structurally feel like the culmination of his storyline. It did visually, and you're sort of swept along in it. But I just think they could have teed that up. That rehearsal scene, though, after the phone call, where he's rehearsing to go on the show... So good, very, um, uh, very sort of um, one of the one of the many homages to Taxi Driver. Yeah, I think, you know, which is what this whole this whole movie is basically just a reinterpretation of the Taxi Driver <laughs> storyline, which is fine. The, I'm okay with it. I'm let's very, do it. Let's do it again okay in a little while. Um, so <laughs> then, to be so to be honest, the talk show scene is the only place where it stumbles for me. Yeah. See, I think... Not enough tension? Not enough tension. He's not... Like, he's still amazing, but he's not scary for anybody there. He's just... he's He becomes a lower character, and they're all raised. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it like doesn't... He could do... he. You know he could do anything weird. Yeah. And I was pretty sure he was going to shoot Robert De Niro after, after yeah. a little while. But none of none of that was particularly Gripping. scary or worrying to me because well he's done crazy shit already. Yeah. So and the stakes of there were there were less stakes to killing these people that he doesn't know than the other yeah. killings we've seen, and it felt like the only time in my book the script faltered as well. What immaculate think... script, but he just says explicitly the themes of the movie. And yeah. I thought, don't say that. I think what would have made the scene better is when he pulls out the book and takes his time finding a joke. I don't think Joker would do that. 
that's something Arthur Fleck does. Joker mm. wouldn't do that. Because Joker, as soon as he steps through that curtain, mm. he'd be switched on, he'd be ready to go. And yeah. there'd be moments where um, Rob Letterman would say something, like, just to be funny, and that would affect Joker, but you'd, it'd be shown as an anger or a tick or something mm. smaller, but he'd still Joker it. And I thought he'd dance out, Rob Letterman would try and take control of the interview, and he would just be on joker and just be like no you can shut up i'm in i'm the i'm the limelight now yeah it's me not you Mm. and then do his speeches and rob's trying to regain control yeah i think it's because his scheme or what he plans to do what he thinks to do is revealed to still be very small and sort of mad and you're kind of thinking maybe we're gonna get a joker scheme out of this And and obviously you're not and i didn't get a i think if they made it more material like the the authorities, like what he was at risk of. Like I had no sense at any time of how likely it was he was going to get caught and arrested. Yeah. Or if he was to, so when they just cut to him in the police car, I was a little bit like, oh, okay. See, that's why I think if if the scene works like the way it is, climax in there that we missed kills Robert and then has a fight to get out of the building that the he loses to get out of the building would have been yes yeah it doesn't have to kill many people he gets to go full joker and he's just killing a few randoms and yeah he grabs someone and uses him as a shield for a little bit does joker stuff where it's just amazing that he doesn't get killed yeah let it become that let the physical uh, things that are going on become that little bit more fantastical yes as he's realised his full jokery power and then he gets captured but then he still yeah gets captured somehow And that then it'd be something funny, like he thinks he's out, and then um, like a woman from the cafeteria like clangs him over the head with a steel tray, or something, something like that. Or it could like it could be it could li- like he be that dangerous that SWAT people come and like a stun grenade takes him down, and he's still fighting and still crazy and scary and yeah. terrifying by this point. Mm. That there are like eight people holding him down, yeah, and then he's just like in the car all relaxed. Like after a scene, after a scene where he's like screaming and laughing and having the best time of his life, while he's killing all these people, yeah. And then it just cuts straight to a scene where he's just chilling against the window, smiling at people as they go mm. away. Like yeah, that's, that'd be terrifying. That's the note we're missing, I think. And that'd be Joker. Yeah, more tactile sense of yeah of why this is a tense scene when he goes out there. Yeah, I think that to, the way to make that and tense then, is to have him be switched on for the whole scene, uh, but clearly everybody else is very uncomfortable by him yeah. being switched on. And then it's more powerful as well if he has more clearly idolized. I mean, he obviously he says that idolizes, has, but idolize as uh, if he idolizes as father figure as well. Yeah. So he's shooting his father basically, and that's him being finally liberated from this uh, sort of sickly he has desire. nothing now to look up to yeah no, nothing is above him mm. no one's love to win he's free yeah and the, he's he, that state of bleak nihilistic freedom is what he has to get to to be joker you know yeah and he's lost the mother and and this i like that bit of ambiguity as well about how we still don't know who his parents were and things like that that was because he was adopted yeah although that could all be a lie Everything could be a lie. Uh, what, like, Thomas what, Wayne could have watching, fabricated that. Shit. Yeah, watching that, I was like, Thomas Wayne could one hundred percent have just yeah. created that backstory. Yeah. And I like the, and I, even though it's a little bit twee, I kind of I do also like the idea of him being Batman's half brother because the whole, 
what Joker I think symbolizes a lot, and this isn't any kind of this isn't anything groundbreaking. He's sort of he's the shadow, the union shadow self, as in every person has who they are normally and how they conceive of themselves, and then the shadow is everything that they deny. Every part of yourself that you don't acknowledge and you pretend isn't there, that eventually, over time, as it is denied for longer and longer, sort of becomes this sort of black force that will destroy you if you don't acknowledge it and integrate it. And that can happen on the level of an individual, and it can happen on the level of a society as well, which is why he catalyzes all this um, disen- disenfranchisement amongst the people of uh, Gotham. Gotham because they are the shadow of the Thomas Wayne elite. Gotham also hasn't acknowledged its own shadow and so it's coming for it. And the Joker is the shadow of Batman. The more Batman tries to fight the Joker, the, he's, the stronger he's going to get. The only way, The only way you can defeat the Joker is to understand him and to see the ways in which you are similar to him and to be able to integrate your own sense of self in the world with the jokers which is exactly what this film is trying to do boom thank you for coming to my (laughs) ted talk you good and so last point okay sweet keep keep going because and i (laughs) that's why i like the idea of him being batman's half-brother because he's his shadow self. So even if he's not his biological brother, he's still his archetypal brother. They are what the one creates the other. The Joker only exists because Batman exists, yes. Yeah. But Batman Batman only exists because Bruce Wayne won't let him die. Like Bruce Wayne, like Batman, Bruce needs Batman. And so Bruce needing Batman makes the Joker mm. exist. But Bruce can't let go of Batman because Batman symbolises his parents and symbolises his pain. And he will never move on. But Bruce also needs the Joker because the Joker is constructed as the perpetrator of his pain. And he doesn't know who he is <laughs> without that pain and trauma. And so he but needs... His, his pain is Batman. The persona of Batman. His pain is managed through Batman. His pain is caused by the Joker. Batman is what he creates in order to manage <laughs> it and try to destroy his shadow self, which he can never ultimately destroy. I have a question mm-hmm. off topic of this film. Battinson, upcoming. Do you think now that they're going I for think... a younger Battinson that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker would be a good Joker to have? I think it would, but I also think they've confirmed that they're not going yeah, to. Yeah, I know that they won't do that. Yeah. But I don't think it'd suit. Well, it depends on the tone they go for the Batman. Um, yeah, see, that's the thing. Because I think he's too what, old. Well, what kind like, this of... this is in the 70s. The problem is, I cannot imagine... A Batman performance you could put on screen with this. with Joaquin Phoenix in a way that you would give a fuck what Batman's doing. <laughs> Anytime Batman's on screen, I'm like, can we go back? Can we go back to Joker now? See, that's, this that's is not the same thing about the Dark Knight though. Heath Ledger was so good, but the film mm. was made to be a Batman film. Yeah, and like, and it works because 
part of Christian Bale's mm. performance was very good as both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah, and Heath Ledger is Heath Ledger's character is created more powerful, is made more powerful by holding him back. Yeah, as more like a Darth Vader, Jaws style of a villain where you don't see him all the time. Whereas here, he's on screen almost every minute of the film, it's... and you don't mind at all. No, oh man, it was just good. Is it? Your favourite Joker performance? No. Still Heath Ledger? Still Heath Ledger. What tips it for you? Obviously, this is personal subjective. What Person, tips yeah, it for it's you? It's just Heath Ledger is closer to what I want the Joker to be. What do you want the Joker to be? Crazy. Terrifying and unhinged, and you don't know anything about him. Okay, so you prefer the ambiguity. I prefer the terror of not knowing who the Joker is. Yeah. And so you think that's interesting, because we in still, in a way, don't know how terrifying this Joker could be. I know, but if, if, we, had we, that, if we had that one scene that we talked about of him losing his shit proper and just going mm. full Joker, yeah, this would be the perfect film. Yeah. Why do we do this, Isaac? Why do we figure out what's wrong? <laughs> because now that's all I can think about is imagining the escape from the movie, the film studio. But that's, only, that's up... only one scene. That's like one week of shooting. They could have done that. They could have extended they could for have one done week. That. Maybe they have. Maybe there's, an, they there's a, a deleted a, scene. A director's cut. Cause... I, I love the shot where he gets to the camera and is about to say something that cuts it out. Yeah. I love that shit. Three seconds of that and then him fighting his way out of the building. Mm. Like, yeah. So that that's the only change I would make to the entire film. Mm. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, pretty much. And I'd change the bit with the imagining the the girlfriend. Well, you would, but I wouldn't. But because you didn't need it, like you didn't, anyway. Yeah, but it was cool. It was cool it was. as a rev- revelation of like. But oh, it wasn't sweet, a revelation. She's, like she's 100%. Oh, that's cool. She's that's 100% cool. imagined. That's cool. Oh shit. That's um, fucking crazy. Also, just quietly. The guy made a big deal about how he can't give him the records, but you just read it out loud to him. You can't do he that either. He started reading and he's like, oh shit, no thanks. So I'll... I actually like I the way he steals it though, where he grabs yeah. it and then slams his head against Oh, that's a cool way of stealing and something. And the run down the... Um, I, there are so many good moments. I shouldn't say now, because I need this to settle in more, probably to see it again in terms of my favourite, mm-hmm. because I still think back. Just Heath Ledger's voice. Oh. <sighs> Is still so hard to go by, but what made what I did think was, in a there are ways in which this Joker performance is maybe more impressive, even if just from a technical acting standpoint, because every other performance of the Joker, it's the Joker at Joker level the whole time. Mm-hmm. This is the first time anyone has performed full Joker, although we got very little of it. And explored and inhabited all the intermediary stages from yeah you know so in a way that's but that's a that's a question impressive. about the performance would you have liked all of the awesome Arthur, Arthur Fleck acting mm-hmm. which is all awesome and flecting. laughing flecting as it shall be known um, they should change that, the word but when acting. he becomes Joker at the end a Joker voice. Would you have rather that if there's a, a clear shift? Of, I would have as he comes out and he has a voice. I would have laugh. liked a clearer shift because there were bits of it. There were there, see there were bits when he was having the interview on the on the show well, where think, he puts I, on little inflections of voices and he's being yeah. a comedian like 
oh, I just it's been a it's been a tough couple of weeks, and he's yeah. he does little voices and stuff, and that's cool. But all in all, it's just Arthur Fleck's voice, mm. and like he's he's appearing more confident for most of it, mm. except for the bit where he get like yeah yeah it's almost like they yeah they just they introduce so much nuance to the character. Yeah it almost overpowers the arc at certain points. <laughs> which I would prefer rather but than... say, so you wouldn't need so, the voice, though, if that scene was in there. Yeah, I think it'd be hard to say, because Joaquin's doing just so much. He's so... It would be so hard in the moment on set to ever say, pull it back a bit, yeah. and do this simpler, and let's just dial that down... Camp and that do, up a little bit. And do, let's just do a little bit more simple primary colors where now you're this like it would be so hard to know when that was right to do yeah because you've gotten so much powerful stuff out of his sort of jumpy five people at once weirdness you know so i can under i can understand it but yeah so heath will still be my favorite joker performance yeah this is my favorite performance by somebody in a long time yeah yeah like and it's he's really good it's it's the this is on par with signs as walking phoenix acting (laughs) (laughs) swing away marrow (laughs) was a quote from signs everybody marrow that's his name yeah really Mm -hmm. i love signs so do i it's a really good film i will defend signs All day. I think long. Signs is my favourite Night Shyamalan film. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm pretty sure definitely. Like, Head Sixth Sense is good, Head but and the shoulders. first time you see it. Unbreakable is good the first time you see it. Yeah. Split is not too bad. Split's not too bad. The Visit the is also not too bad. Yeah, I remember kind of liking The Village. The Village, I liked the twist the first time I saw it. Like, yeah, yep, that's an awesome twist. Don't you, need to watch this again. You can go back to Signs. Every over day. And over again. Not every day, maybe, but... Good escalation. Simple. Anyway. We should funny. talk about... It's, it has funny moments. It has proper scary moments. It has themes. It has character There's arcs. no jump scares, really, in Signs, except the one where the hand comes out from under the door. They show you... Um, they do, they do um, alien invasion, but the only time they do the laziness of cutting to news footage about it you're watching the characters watch the news. Yeah. So it's it's so, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, <clears throat> Okay. Let's do signs for Patreon. <laughs> let's do and and let's do our favourite thing, which is take something we love and figure out the flaw and realise how it could have been twenty percent better if only they'd done that and no, ruin like it for science. ourselves. I, like and I don't think there's anything wrong with science um, except maybe casting. No, nothing's fine. The last thing I because we'll need to wrap up in a second. The the discourse around this movie, which you wouldn't know anything about, no, because you live in a technological uh, escape room. I will be excited about films and not care about them until I've seen them. Yeah, has been very um, barbed and tense. Why? People are not happy. I think. What are they unhappy Pe- about? People were um, not. A lot of people were just really not in the mood for it to the lead up in the lead up to it because it got connected in people's minds I think because of all of the uh, like in the US all of the shootings that have been happening and people it started being anticipated as a story of a hyper violent uh, white man who's a loner and 
basically the audience being asked to uh, sympathize, sim- with him. sympathize with him and the film being at risk of um, either romanticizing or glamorizing the violence he perpetrates which you know isn't a ridiculous reading i would just still it's not a, it's not a ridiculous worry uh, yeah and i would still film, have said to see the film first yeah but i i think after seeing it none of that it doesn't glorify what he does the I only scene that sort of it glorifies it, it, it is, the, you, is the train yeah it doesn't glorify it to you or i but i can imagine there being a certain kind of young man who would who might still see this and be think like, how cool he is because he is cool by the end there's a his madcap maybe that's another reason violence. for not putting the awesome scene in is yeah. that it would be too cool yeah maybe they wanted to just to- make him seem more sort of failed but like he's a he's a hero of the people by the end see he's I a, don't know he's about a, that because the whether joke it's real or not no well I don't know I don't, about putting that in there as in whether they oh, whether they, they all put, put him up on the thing and pedestal and bam and he's cool is I that... kind of like that they were trying to take him all the way to being you know this sort of public figure of the crime. Joker it's but sort of can we do the crime, whole it's it's not seen as crime in the film it's seen as that's, that's he's a thing for the lower class well but... it's yeah but it's seen it's still it's seen as um, violence sort of seems like taking manners into your own hands yeah but you know it, it it begins and a disrespect like, for the lower class are the all for it and I don't yeah. think the lower class would be all for the Joker no well I think that is also one of the other limitations of the movie like I think it could like it could have been longer I think this you could definitely I, I would have enjoyed to watch another hour of this how how long oh it was at least two and a half is Joker internet internet two hours two minutes damn that's annoying after sitting through nearly three hours of it chapter two but that and i yeah i don't know what's going on there that's weird yeah um, the internet people yeah sorry we're get, i'm getting an ad on the side of google for a joker sort of and harlequin making out poster of but um, it's walking phoenix's joker making out with a random bloodied lady no, that's um, Harley Quinn, isn't it? Well, she doesn't have blue hair. I'm pretty sure it's... Yeah, it says Harley Quinn right there. Anyway, anyway. Sweet, um, off topic. I think, and I said in our review of that, I feel like any minute over two hours, you have to really justify. Mm. This movie could easily have justified another 10, 15, 20 and shown us more of that socio-political stuff, just bedded that down a little bit more. Yeah. Of the complexities of the different classes and... But, like, and, see, and his influence on them. Because every time he discovered that he was having an influence on the town, it was a complete surprise to him and to us. Yes. And I didn't necessarily like that because that effect he's having is kind of... The film wasn't necessarily certain how much that was meant to be factoring into his psychology, you know. Because I don't think it did at all until he was yeah. on the train and was... then he used it as part of his thing. And yeah. then at the end, oh, they're cheering for me. I don't think he thought about it at all. Mm. And, like, he, he states that he didn't care about it because he's not political. Yeah. And the Joker isn't political. And that's a good thing for him to state. But, like, he didn't care about that at all. So I don't know if it was necessary. 
Well, yeah, that, I guess that's the other way to go with it, isn't it? Why have it in the film yeah. at all? Just like, have, have the... Just have the people be scared of him. Yeah, because he's terrifying. He's supposed to be terrifying. Because it should be the people are scared of him, but criminals maybe respect him. And yes. get what he's on about. Or yeah. some, something like that. And not, the, the news didn't really vilify everybody rising up. The only people no. vilifying it was Thomas Wayne. Mm. And you're made to sort of not like him. Yeah. But I did also... Like, I'd like them hammering home just how bleak uh, and difficult Gotham was to live in. To live in. Because that is the the environment in which you produce something Joker. like a Joker. Yeah. So that so that was very much a necessary. Or component. in which you produce like eighteen supervillains. Yeah. And one guy who yeah. fights them all. Who, as it turns out, yeah. Yeah, you make you make giant crocodiles, all sorts of shit. Yeah, it's a it's a shitty city. It's, yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> Nobody go to Chicago real slash New York. Yeah, I've noticed. I think that that discourse, that sort of concern about what this movie was going to be like, I think, mm. is provoking a hesitation amongst some film reviewers, some of whom whose uh, opinions I generally respect. Yeah, I think they are minimizing. The movie, the pr- the praise that they have for yeah, it. Yeah, I think people are saying, "Well, you know, it's fine." I mean, yeah, Walking Phoenix is good, but whatever. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. And I think, and I think, yeah, and it's all the shadow self. I think if you're trying to ignore this film, then you are. That's because you are uncomfortable with the ways in which it might successfully make you, obviously, not agree with, but empathize with, and see. As, and empathize with Joker and see aspects of him within yourself. But see, that's the thing. Like coming away from it, personally, I do not empathize with Joker because he's still the villain. Yeah, well, not ultimately. Yeah, but like, um, I don't think. But I don't. But but that's I just my personal personal when view. You, though. When, like I can't. When, when you say you don't empathize with him, like I don't empathize with Hans Lander from Inglorious Bastards. No, neither do I. You hate him. He's the villain. He's a bad yeah. guy. But you don't... I don't feel that way about Joker. See, that... Hans Lander, he's great. That is an amazing performance. Yeah. But at no point in that film do you... love him. Yeah, but you... You know what? So when you say mm, you don't empathise with it, with Joker at all... Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I feel real sorry for him and we should just put him in therapy and then let him go home. <laughs> he's a, he's done terrible things and yeah. we need to lock him up. But, see, this is... It's, it's this a is, strange conversation. This is what this film pushes pushes you towards. It's the question of what are we responsible for and what are we not? <laughs> and when and this film almost goes too far in terms of painting a black and white picture of like structure versus agency where he's not really... We're not really allowed to attribute almost any responsibility to him, so that kind of that was almost too simplistic in that way for me. But mm-hmm. you know, everybody comes from somewhere. You know, everybody does come from, and somewhere. that doesn't mean we excuse or justify what we're all done. someone's. We're always someone's daughter. We're all someone's son. Mm. How long can we look at each other down the barrel of a gun? They should put that on like the DVD case or something. I want a poster. I want a sexy poster of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and John Farnham and, and Harley. <laughs> no, and, and Harley, and then just John Farnham in the background with that <laughs> along the bottom. I want Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, but with John Farnham's hair. 
Yeah. Like a nice little mullet Sing from the him. 80s. <laughs> Sing Hello. Um, so between um, <sighs> Die Hard and Last Airbender, Die Hard being the perfect film. Yeah. Last Airbender being an M. Night Shyamalan mm. mis- misstep, misstep, as I would say. What's it on par with? The performance is fantastic. It's a great film. The score. Fanta- fantastic. The soundtrack. The, mm. the songs they chose to put in. Different the than sin- you, would, you would assume. Yeah, but all perfect. Mm-hmm. Jackson C. Frank. <laughs> um, hey. The colour. Just the cinematography, the framing. The, sh- the cut from... There's a smash cut from... Oh, yeah, Arthur... Wayne's just punched him in the face and he's got his hands on the sink and it smashed up to him hands on the thing in the kitchen Home, yeah. and he gets into the fridge and the, and the camera just like shoulders its way out from where it is and just moves through the I'm just tossing up between nine and nine and a half <laughs> well I was going to just give it a nine but that's mostly because that one scene that I really really wanted yeah that's the only thing that's yeah yeah Calm down, Sam. Nine. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's a ten. Nothing's die. Die Hard is a ten. Yeah. How good is Die Hard? <laughs> yeah. Nine. <laughs> yeah. Nine. Definitely a nine. Did you see the Harley Quinn trailer? I did. I am excited. The trailer for Suicide Squad was good, though, wasn't it? Never yeah, but I'm Remember excited. Remember how good that trailer was? See, I don't think this is a particularly great trailer. I think it's a... I'm, it makes me want to see the movie. I, I will see the movie anyway. I mean it... But I'm all That's enjoying. Ewan, isn't it? Ewan is in that, yeah. Ewan! Ewan McGregor is in that. Ewan McGregor! <laughs> Ewan. 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 Ewan McGregor. Ewan Mc... <laughs> that's the... MC. MC that's Gregor. That's sort of the Latin. Ewan McGregor. Ewan MC Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could be good. I'm loving... DC at the moment that just let's just do let's just throw see, anything at the wall see what sticks see I think that's I'm, I'm glad about it now but the fact that Marvel succeeded at building a universe and they took their time mm. and everything works and it all fits in mm. is fantastic yeah and then DC has just tried like eight different things it's like let's just throw shit out well they tried just to like do the same thing market. And it obviously didn't work because you're not going to beat the best at what they yeah, do. Do something different, which is what they're doing. We're going to do a Joker movie. We're going to do this mental Harley Quinn movie. We're going to do Suicide Squad again, motherfuckers. And we don't even care now Peter Capaldi's in it. That's how you win. <laughs> you win by playing. You beat. You just flood the market with everything you have. Like everything you have. Different mm-hmm. tones, different fun, different films, the different The flooding of the market isn't why they're winning. It's they're not, they're not gonna win. doing a big... No, they're winning at what they're doing because okay. they're the only ones doing it. Yeah. The way you succeed, as is the lesson in Joker, is by just becoming the biggest and best version of who <laughs> you really are. And maybe that's a psychopathic murderous supervillain. Maybe it's a movie studio that makes loads of weird films instead of loads of not weird interconnected films. The point is, you do you, you know? Pe- as but, I, as I like to keep see- saying... People are into different shit. Building a universe would be very simple for these characters. And you can still do your crazy weird films like Joker. But they can fit into the universe. Yeah. It would be. It might be easy for some people. 
not for the guys in charge of DC at the moment. <laughs> That's not their thing. I think they it's just because they started on it. the wrong foot and you can't step back now. And you just they just keep trying to salvage that shit. Well, no, they've given up on salvaging it now. Yeah, but the attempts were made. The attempts were made, but like, they stopped. Okay. Oh, maybe this was bad. Let's just do another one. Oh, wait, no. Well, Holy Justice shit. League was the last. But see, some didn't... of the Marvel films were missteps. Like, Iron Man 2 is not a great movie. Oh, it's still fine. But they pick up. Like, if a movie is shit, like, well, not shit, but if a movie just like, just doesn't hit the points you want, the next one picks up for you. Yeah. They did. Mm, yeah. Because that's the best them. That is the best them. And the best. The best them has a nice Kev. Is this. Kev is involved. And Tom Holland's back. Hong Tolland. Yeah. Hong Tolland. Back in the MCU, bro. Yeah, that's what I anticipated. Me too. But still. And th- but thank God. Oh, God. Thank God. Hmm. Maybe they just did all that to just build up a bit of anticipation for it. Yeah, I think so. Hom Tolland. It would just be... All... Back in the family. Yeah, yeah. Sony, he's not going to be in Venom, alright? See, if Sony Venom's just... Venom's not coming in. If Sony just made another deal, and Venom can just join the MCU. I'd be okay with it. I want Carnage in the MCU, because yeah. Carnage can just do a lot of stuff to a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. Stuff to but Sam I think Whitley it'd be cool sexual. if Tom Tolland's Spider-Man is in both <laughs> I'd be okay we get that. a parallel universe where he's different in the other one <laughs> yeah <laughs> or I think Sony could introduce a new Spider-Man into their Spider-Man universe <sighs> yeah sure I'd still watch it because Spider-Man's the best well, superhero yeah the fact that you'd still watch it isn't a barometer of anything Sony I will watch anything you make with Spider-Man. Yeah. Because Spider-Man is the perfect character. He's the diehard of superhero characters. He is the diehard of superhero characters. Okay. This was a good chat, and we we talked for longer than I thought we would. Yeah. Because I didn't have a lot to pick for the film. This was a good... Yeah, but once once we got into it, though, four... Um, so there's 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 good movies there's good movies coming up. Did you see Ad Astra? I did see Ad Astra. That's the one I yet. saw on um, Sunday night. Monday night. It, would it make a good episode? No. Okay, fine. Don't worry about it. You all ne- seen two thousand one A Space Odyssey? Picture uh, yeah. that, but less weird. I like the sound of that. Mm. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next week, <laughs> very exciting. Gemini Man. Oh, oh I've got so, I've got. Dude, I've, I've got Young Will Smith. It looks. Young Will Smith. So flat and cheap already. Just it looks like Terminator Genesis. Like it yeah. looks like it's gonna feel like we're watching Terminator Genesis. What is it? What do they do to those movies that make them look like <laughs> um, like an old ad? The whole movie looks like it's, an it's old like they they still trying Toyota to make ad. bad boys. Where it's like oh, you, ha- you have that. you have trailers out for that. You have your nineties archetype action film. Mm. and they're just like yep this is cool but we're going to modernise it by doing yeah. this mm-hmm. and it doesn't change anything yeah that's why Deadpool's so great but that's fine um, and then next week I'll be doing a Patreon only episode on the Breaking Bad movie going to bring special special guest Nathan Swaffer back onto the podcast oh, to talk sweet. about El Camino I'm sick that so, day yeah yeah yeah, you're, you're sick of not watching Breaking Bad you haven't watched Stranger Things no but see that I will watch Stranger Things if you watch Breaking Bad. That's what I thought would be a good idea for a podcast. If we I've, agree to watch something that the other one's. I thought that like every so often, 
like every, yeah regularly one of us gives the other one a movie and they have to watch it 100%. yeah don't have i don't think we can force no one else to watch like three seasons of tv yeah even if it's but the a best film TV is easy all time sorry stranger things exists and so does macgyver both of those are better than breaking bad i'm he I'm, is the one who knocks i'm going to macgyver is the one who knocks <laughs> he is the one who macgyvers isaac sorry I'm going to give you an opportunity mm-hmm. to withdraw from this line of conversation. Okay, okay? we don't have to talk okay? about Breaking Bad. Because I won't be <laughs> rational. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not going to be saying rational things, and they might be hurtful. I'll regret them, but I'll still say them. You okay, man? If we, if we, if we stop now. Um, week after that, I couldn't find anything <laughs> that's coming out. Um, I thought we could we could do Pineapple Express, which never actually. We should that. do Pineapple Express. That's a that's a fan request. That's our first. Oh, that's all our, first of our fan massive request. fans. We've had so many write-ins. Man, we've been e- literally inundated with a write-in. Now, getting plowing through this mailbag, I'm not getting <laughs> anything else done. So we'll do Pineapple Express to keep the people happy. Week after that, The Dead Don't Die come out. Bill Murray, cool. Adam Driver doing zombies. I thought so that was sooner. Pretty keen for that. Um, no, it's like the 24th. Cool, cool, cool. And then a week after that, Terminator. Down. I'm down for it. Yeah. And then... Uh, I still... I'm not reading anything about it, but I still hold out hope that he is not a robot and he is just a man that they base the robots on. Okay. That's, that's not going to be it. See, I can still have my dreams for good writing. It's people can be, write good films, Sam. It's not going to be They good. have the ability. We've just watched a film that people wrote and it was good. Yeah, yeah. People get paid to do this, and they should get paid paid and well. And then uh, a few weeks after that, Star Wars. Oh yeah. So there's going to be a lot to talk about there, but um, a lot to do. Lot to do. This film also expands my sort of. Ha- I don't know what the theory is, but I just think it means something that the director of The Hangover directed this, and the writer of the Hangover sequels wrote Chernobyl. Which is now the number one TV show of all time. As of the Hangover sequels. One. Sequels. Not even the first one. He didn't... Was he involved? Or she? Were they involved I, with the Hangover? I don't think he was. So, the Hangover drew together some real talent. The Hangover is a good film. It's one of, one of the best. And I think you can see the visual connections with Joker. And some of, just some of the way the... There are moments of, of yeah. The Hangover is a very um, sort it's of a very clean well and interestingly comedy made film. comedy film, and it's not like mm. it's not made as a comedy film. Like it's no, that's what makes it work. Yeah, the jokes come out of it, but it's sort of a a crime caper, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 like watching, well, not necessarily Ocean's Eleven, but Ocean's Eleven, where you have all of this stuff yeah. going on, and your characters are just there. I've. I, I just I just rewatched Hangover Three recently and just had a lovely time. I didn't. Do Everyone anything. always hates Hangover Three. I will defend it. I would because it's got Rebel Wilson in it though. The reason that's the dream. Hang. The reason I will defend Hangover Three is because I would watch those three dudes solve problems <laughs> whilst not feeling very well forever. Just once a week. Those like, three characters doing something where they have to work together. I'd watch it. Just make a series. <laughs> Ten episodes, Netflix, I don't care. 
just, I would actually watch a, a Netflix Hangover series. Yeah, just those the three, three original actors in the desert. Ken Jeong make comes it, in for the last three sec, three episodes. Make it like twenty four. So it's just <laughs> every hour of them. That would actually really work. Just just remake twenty four. Like call it twenty four. Yeah. And have Jack Bauer be involved in some way, but it's actually a story about these three dudes mm. <laughs> getting getting hangovered again. <sighs> What's what we call it? Another forty eight hours. Another, another 48 hours. That's an Eddie um, Murphy film with Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte? Or was it Gary? No, it was Nick Nolte because Gary Busey's in Point Break. We're, we're talking for a very long time here. We, so. could go, we could go and go here, Isaac, but I think <laughs> we need to wrap it up. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. We um, did tangent a little bit, but this movie was great. That's what, that's, that's what we do. It's a, show about, it's a show about movies and tangents. And mm. uh, Isaac watching Breaking Bad if you've been enjoying the podcast you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Exceptional Thieves or send us an email at ExceptionalThieves at gmail.com <laughs> and uh, we uploaded our first Patreon only episode this week so we've got our review of Geostorm uh, our review slash rewrite of Geostorm where we come up with the classy A24 version of Geostorm so um, if you give us a little bit of money through Patreon you'll have access to that We'll be putting up the review of El Camino next week, hopefully. And um, we'll be able to buy maybe a second microphone. Who knows? Wow. It's The sky That's really the is the limit. The future is soon. Yeah, you ever see a movie set in the future? They've got microphones fucking everywhere, man. Mm, they do. Multiple. Spies. We've probably got microphones in this room somewhere. We could be. We are in the future in comparison to the past. Yes. See you, everybody. Bye.